Welcome to the Property Management Mastermind Show with your host, Brad Larson. Brad owns one of the fastest growing property management companies in San Antonio, Texas. This podcast is for property managers by property managers. You'll hear from industry leading professionals on best practices, new ideas, success stories, and lessons learned. This is your opportunity to learn about the latest industry buzz surrounding property management, as well as tips and strategies to improve your business. Now here's your host, Brad Larson. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Property Management Mastermind podcast. Be sure to check out our website at propertymanagementmastermind.com, where you will find all of our episodes, products, and services to review to include our newly launched BizDev Mastermind offering, which is consulting services for companies looking to hire and grow using a business development manager. You can visit that site at bizdevmastermind.com. In addition, I wanted to announce the Property Management Mastermind Annual Conference going on in Las Vegas, March 234 at the Mirage Hotel in 2020. Visit the website at pmmcon.com. If you sign up for the conference and both add-on seminars, you'll get a 10% discount. I look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. Lastly, be sure to find us on Facebook to join the conversation of over 6,000 members in the Property Management Mastermind Facebook group. Choose Seacoast Commerce Bank as your property management bank of choice. Seacoast Commerce Bank specializes in trust accounts and business banking for property managers. One of their best features is a cash analysis program where they can assist in paying your property management-related invoices. Contact Allison at 619-988-6708 to learn more. And be sure to listen to the Property Management Mastermind Podcast, episode number 26, about Seacoast Commerce Bank. Hey, everyone, and thanks for joining us here on the Property Manager Mastermind Podcast. In today's episode, I have Mike Connolly coming at us, and he is an operator, property management company owner out of the San Francisco Bay Area. And so I want you, I want you to pay attention because he's going to be talking about his seminars, and he's done us a really, really solid here at the show and offered this in a PowerPoint and handouts for free to anybody who emails Mike at EastBayPMC.com, Mike at eastbaypmc.com. He'll email you that stuff directly. So take advantage of this episode, learn about the seminar, learn about the conversation we had, and I hope you enjoy. Take care. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Property Management Mastermind Show. I'm your host, Brad Larson. Today's guest, I have Mr. Mike Connolly here from East Bay Property Management over in the California area. And we're going to have a great conversation about a couple different topics that we wanted to touch on. One of that is part of the seminars that Mike has been doing, and I'm going to let him really go into that and to some of the direct marketing pieces he's putting out, along with just a couple, you know, this is just a real good mastermind conversation that Mike and I are going to have because we've been in touch for years and, you know, we talked about having him on the show and finally I got him to come on. Hopefully his audio is going to do okay today and we'll have a good time. So Mike, I shocking you with this light on my, my head. I apologize. It might be blinding, but let's get into it. So how are you today over in sunny California? Excellent, Brad. Excellent. It's raining. Uh, here in California, but no matter uh, what the weather is, I always tell people it's beautiful. I'm looking out at the ocean. It's gorgeous. Good attitude. So give me, give me some time here. Kind of give me the who, what, where, when, why, you know, give me the W's about your, yourself and your business just to give people some background. So uh, how many homes do you guys manage over there in that area? Uh, basically, Brad, I have 440 doors. I've been in business four years. So that gets people's attention because I jumped into this business um, uh, 100% from the very beginning, uh, doing a lot of direct mail. 
I've been an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur all my life. This is my third business. And uh, of those 440 doors, about 300 are single family homes, 140 are multifamily. I have a couple of uh, large apartments, um, all here in the East Bay of California. Fremont is where my office is. We're right between San Jose and Oakland. Average rent here for a three-bed, two-bath house is right around 3000 So let's put that in perspective. So it's 440 homes, but for the rest of us, that's really about 880 homes because you're literally double the cost of management. Now, I'm looking at one of your pieces that you sent me, and it's uh, you know, it's going to be tough to convey on the podcast. So what I have is, it's called Landlord of East Bay. It's a, it's a publication you put out via direct mail. It is a front-back uh, legal-sized deal that's folded in half. So you have basically four pages of information. Fantastic stuff because I imagine, you know, it folds down into threes and then it comes across as like a letter form in the mail. But it's just amazing, this piece. I really am proud of what you've done. I mean, it's a, I'm giving you a lot of props here. This is a great piece. So let's dive into this because I threw it out you or threw it out at you is this is the first thing I wanted to bring up because I think this is something that's overlooked. And I really want to get you on the show to talk about it because everyone hears about direct mail. And the first thing they say is, you know, it doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. I tried it one time and it doesn't work. But for you, you've made it work. And so we're starting to hear more and more of this. And where I'm going with this trend is I do think that there's a trend to go back towards more direct mail because everyone is sick of the spam and the emails, right? You spend all this money to send out this direct mail stuff with email, but they overlook, hey, there's something really cool about something tangible in your hand like this that, you know, you may get a low perception of uh, adoption rate or, or interest rate, let's say, or closing rate, whatever rate you want to put at, but it is making you look as, as professional as possible. And even if no one ever gets this, you can always bring it with you on a listing presentation. So you can say, these are some of the pieces that we put out. We're a professional company, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm doing a lot of talking. Let me shut up and let you go. Please go. Yeah, well, Brad, I uh, was doing direct mail postcards from day one to absentee owners uh, from the, uh, uh, you know, from my title company. And it amazes me how many property managers don't realize that, um, uh, that they can get uh, absentee owners in their territory from any title company. And they need to have that. They need to know how many landlords um, to market to. So I started doing direct mail postcards from day one, four years ago, and then transitioned into a newsletter two years ago. I split the cost of the newsletter with my brother, Tom. He's a broker that sells homes. And uh, I, I just do strictly property management. So um, I found the return on investment to be fantastic because I've, I've done a, some Google ads. I've done uh, uh, all property management. I've tried a, a number of different marketing vehicles, but for me, direct mail is a winner. And I just uh, hit it hard and heavy. So I'm, I'm sending a direct mail piece to uh, 18,000 absentee owners three or four times a year. What does each piece cost? Uh, for, well, this newsletter that I put out, it's a four-page newsletter. It's 59 cents for 18,000. That's printed, folded, and mailed. That includes the postage. I split that with my brother. So we're you know, each paying about uh, 29 cents each for every mail piece. So for so fun, let's I, call it, let's, let's call it 10 grand for fun. It's probably, you know, 9,800 or whatever, 10 grand. How often do you do that per year? Four times a year. 
Okay, so you're looking at a total cost of forty grand per year for that Split type of investment. Half. Forty thousand. Split in half. Split in half. So, so really, okay. So it's about about twenty k each for for something like this. And so really, let's do some monkey math in our head. Let's say your your capital value of one management agreement signed is five thousand dollars for fun. That's what your annual revenue could be or or might be. Uh, let's let's cut it in half to be really low ball. Let's say it's twenty five hundred, and so now you really basically only need eight management agreements that come somewhat or indirectly from this mailer to cover your cost. Is that kind of what you guys are thinking on that side? That's about right, Brad. Because uh, um, my uh, without getting into percentages, you know, I look at uh, when I open up an account, it's about twenty eight hundred dollars gross per year. In management fees. I'm going to have that account 10 years. A good chunk of that is net profit. So to me, every time I open up an account, it's like selling a house as a broker. I'm only getting paid though over 10 years instead of all at once, like a broker who's selling a house. So uh, I look at kind of my threshold is about three to $400 in marketing for every account I open up. That's, really? I don't pay any more than that. Okay, that's ideal because that's really breaking it down to uh, the client acquisition cost, the CAC. And you can call it customer acquisition cost. That's fine. I like to call it client because they're actually clients. I mean, that's a real estate term. Customers more like, you know, you're, you're checking out at Home Depot. That's a customer thing. But what we do is more like a client relationship with our with our owners, with our Tenants even, you could call that a client relationship. So I call it the client acquisition cost. Sorry to beat that up. But so your client acquisition cost is south of 500. Am I catching that correct? That's correct. Yep. That's really outstanding. That's outstanding because uh, if you can be around four to 500 or south of there on a client acquisition cost, as far as what I've seen in the industry, that's pretty, you know, pretty low. So I, I give you kudos for that. Switching gears with you real quick. I got to go back and, and tell me about the dynamic between you and Tom. You got the brothers, one's a broker and one's doing property management. Kind of tell me who the, the division of labor there and kind of how this all works with you too. Oh, sure. Well, the uh, it took me about a year in this business. I've been in it four years to get mm-hmm. enough confidence to tell an owner, oh, wait a minute, you're going to sell your home? You must talk to my brother, Tom, because Tom is a fantastic realtor here in this area. And he, uh, Tom has... Uh, a company that actually I started I mean, uh, one year ago called Landlord Real Estate, and the uh, what I tell owners and I tell or uh, tell anybody looking that that's a, a landlord looking to sell their rental that all my brother Tom does is work with landlord. That's the name of his company, Landlord Realty. He helps landlords sell their rental for the maximum price. He understand. I I uh, basically give um, Tom. Um, I outlined with the owner three benefits that Tom will provide. He knows tenants, so he can work with that outgoing tenant. Number two, he knows rehab, so he's going to rehab the home to get maximum price because most rentals are in rough condition compared to a a, a property that um, the owner is living in. And number three, Tom understands the 1031 exchange process, what to do after you sell the rental to deferred taxes. He's intimately uh, familiar with that because he's done a number for, of, of those himself personally. So and then he offers a number of other uh, benefits to the landlord. So that uh, uh, I'm just referring, I, I love saying to uh, 
owners and potential owners that all I do is manage real estate. I'm the only property manager you'll meet that doesn't sell real estate. They love hearing that. However, if and when you do decide to sell your home, I want to refer you to my brother, Tom. So I'm merging Tom into phone calls almost once a day with uh, owners, either of mine or potential owners that uh, are looking to sell. I think that's genius. And I love the name, Landlord Realty. That really pigeonholes what you're doing. I think it's perfect. And it goes into a lot of folks out there that run management companies. They, they tend to be fearful of the sales. They, they say they won't and only want to do property management. And then they end up giving the sale away for you know nothing, like a 25% referral fee or something super small in order to keep the realtor community happy. Well, you know, I, I think what you guys are doing is what you're supposed to be doing. You have a fiduciary responsibility to protect your clients and, and help them sell and manage this home as best as possible. Referring them back to some, you know, some agent who doesn't know real estate as far as how it works with rental properties, are you really doing them the best service? So I think what you guys are doing is, is very holistic, to use a California term, very holistic in, as far as your management, your sales, and the end state of what you're trying to do for your clients. I think that's outstanding. And to keep going on some of that, what else can you tell me about how you guys work? Well, one thing, uh, Brad, is that uh, I just heard a statistic recently, only 5% of realtors own rental property themselves. So as you know, most uh, landlords, they have a friend that has a son or daughter that sells real estate, or they know somebody, a cousin that sells real estate. Well, guess what? You, this is a huge transaction. You want to give it, give that, um, that responsibility to a realtor that is in your shoes, that owns rentals themselves. And so I, uh, I just think that's a real advantage for my brother, Tom, also the fact that he not only owns rentals, but he's done 1031 exchanges. So uh, you're, uh, again, you know, I, I, uh, I think this has really helped in uh, myself and Tom working together. He's taken on about uh, 15 home sales this year, okay. 2019 from myself. So here's, here's some challenges. It'll be a fun debate for you and I. So we kind of have the same situation here. Um, you know, the my spouse, Leah, she sells all the homes that, that we bring in through RentWorks, et cetera. Um, some of the challenges is that people have their own little perception on who they want to use as a realtor. You know, the, the cousins, uncles, sisters, brother, that is a realtor that they feel obligated to go back and use. And so we have that challenge to overcome to where we say, this is a seamless transition where we can do everything up to the point of the security deposit itemization. We move the tenant out. We take over the, the make ready. We complete the make ready. We sell the home. And we even financially incentivize the owners to use us to sell by lowering our standard commission rate by a half percent. And so without talking rates, I mean, I think that's a, we always do that in writing. It's kind of like a benefit from using RentWorks. And so some of the challenges are, right, we've had to overcome these is they don't, under, they don't know that we sell homes, right? Isn't that the most infuriating thing you've ever heard? Well, I didn't know you guys sold homes. I only thought you did management. And you just want to like, you know, it just makes you so mad to hear that because they should know that you sell homes. We've been telling them that from day one. And then all of a sudden it comes time to sell and they go hire their brother down the, you know, they're, they're not even a sibling, but let's say they go hire somebody from down the street. They met at a grocery store and oh, I'm just going to hire this guy. Cause I ran into him, you know, when I was buying groceries and that's pretty infuriating for us. So some of those challenges we have on this side and I'll get into inspections, but talk to me about just capturing those owners, kind of some best ideas at what you've done to make sure those owners don't drift off 
and go find another realtor and you lose that sale. So what are you thinking there? Well, again, uh, my newsletter is, uh, I share that with my brother, Tom. So half of the newsletter is devoted towards the possibility of an owner selling his rental. Half of that newsletter talks about uh, the 1031 exchange, getting maximum price, the benefits of selling with the realtor that uh, understands rentals. Then half of the newsletter is dedicated towards property management, uh, why you should be inspecting a home and uh, the, you know, all the pricing a home correctly, screening tenants. So Tom and I split the copy 50-50. And of course, that goes to uh, not only the 18,000 landlords not using our services, but it goes to the uh, several hundred owners that are. So uh, they know, they all know that uh, my brother Tom sells houses. So I'll, I'll be the devil's advocate on this one. I've heard people say, that they don't want to put anything in front of their owners that mentions anything about selling because it would encourage them to sell. They don't want them to sell. They want to hold them into their little basket of uh, homes in the inventory and never let them go. And so I, I don't understand that mindset. I don't really agree with it. I love what you're doing with the quarterly you know, flyers, which are awesome. I mean, I, I, I need some more adjectives to describe this thing. This is great stuff because I think that's going to put you constantly in front of those particular owners that are working with you and that are not working with you on a quarterly basis and says, Hey, if you want a free market estimate for selling your home, give my brother Tom a call, right? He, he's the one Tom's all, his face is all over here. He's the one that's going to be able to help you to get the max dollar in dealing with the tenant, dealing with the security deposit, dealing with the 1031 exchanges that you have to deal with. He's the guy that can walk you through that from start to finish. And so I think you're getting ahead of the curve there and I love it. I think that's great stuff. So let me talk about the inspections and what we've learned there. Um, We've learned that a lot of owners think that the visual inspections that our company does is a, the same as a mechanical full-blown inspection that the state would, would uh, come in and do. And so let me, I, I probably didn't say that very well, but, you know, we do Z inspector visual inspections. You know, we take picture, 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 360 tour. We do all that. And we provide that to the owner every year. That's like clockwork on an annual basis. But we've had several instances in the last year or so where owners come to us and say, well, I didn't know the electrical, you know, didn't work. You're supposed to tell me that. Or I didn't know the dishwasher didn't work. You're supposed to tell me that. And we have to go back and tell them, so look, that's not, we're not allowed to do that. You know, the state says we can't do those types of inspections unless we are licensed, which we're not. And if we were, we'd have to charge you triple or quadruple of what you were charged for that small little visual inspection. So here's what we did. And, I, and I'm, it's more talking than really commenting on your side is what we started to do is put this in front of the owners. Uh, one in the, the initial management agreement, Make them choose. Do you want a visual only inspection? Choose X. Or do you want a full-blown mechanical inspection every year for $500? Choose X. And so we physically make them choose one or the other so they don't come to us 10 years from now and say, well, I didn't know there was an option to choose full mechanical inspections. I would have done that every year for 500 bucks. I would have done that had I known. And so we put that in front of them in the property management agreement very upfront to where they have to choose either or. And I think what you're doing in the quarterly newsletters, you probably have blurbs and blogs and, and tidbits and articles about inspecting the home to get it ready for sale. So any comments on that? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, well, for, before I do comment, I want to go back to the statement you made is uh, made regarding um, that if we encourage an owner to possibly sell his home, aren't we losing that long-term management business? And the bottom line, Brad, is that we as property managers 
uh, and realtors slash brokers should want the best for our owners. What we should present them with both sides of the coin, either continuing to rent the house or selling the house, doing a 1031, buying another rental property outside of the area that can produce more income from them. We need to um, be looking out for our owners. And so I think that uh, by not at least um, showing them the possibility uh, of selling their home you is, is short-sighted. And uh, yeah, you might be able to hang on to the property a little bit longer in managing it, but you're not doing, possibly not doing your owner a favor. So that's just my feeling on that. Um, as far as inspections go, Brad, gosh, it, uh, I, I uh, have never even considered um, an owner doing a full-blown property inspection once a year. Our inspections, uh, we do them through Happy Inspector. There may be 10 to 15 minutes long. They're once a year. We have to write them into the lease here in California because doing a simple inspection of the home is not the reason for entry in California. So we have to actually write it in the lease, get them to sign it that we're going to come in once a year. Uh, we try to be as we uh, try not to be obtrusive at all. Get the inspector in and out, but he does rank everything one to five. Uh, 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 I believe twenty items on the inside, twenty items on the outside, and anything that is a two or below, five being the best, one being the worst, we go over with the owner. We say this needs to be addressed. This is a two or a one. Uh, we got a problem here. And uh, so the owner gets a copy, the tenant gets a copy, and uh, our, our property inspections are part of our management fee. We don't charge any extra for it. Good stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what a lot of folks do is they don't charge extra for that for that annual inspection and or they, they charge some sort of renewal fee, which includes the inspection, and they can charge the owner and or the tenant or both. And so that's pretty common. And we use very similar softwares. You know, the, the Z Inspector, Happy Inspector, it's kind of a do-it-yourself software. And we really like doing that because... We get into our homes, we do a full-blown visual, again, visual inspection, where that came to, to light, this the mechanical versus visual thing, this is real world, is that we did have an owner that was upset about when they were selling the home, the buyer's inspection company comes in and discovers X, Y, and Z, and I believe it was cracks, you know, up in the, above the garage where there's maybe some evidence of settling, and the owner was ticked off at us. Like we're supposed to, you know, be scouring the home for foundation leveling in every annual and physical inspection that we're doing. Uh, it just kind of got to the point. It was like, okay, uh, to ensure that owners don't go down that path with us any further, there's a liability thing. And then also making sure that we offer them, you know, a full-blown mechanical inspection. You know, we need to put this in front of them on a more continued basis, just like what you're doing when the sales process with the quarterly newsletters, you're putting that in front of them on a regular basis. And we're trying to implement and do some of those things as well, just for the inspection side, because we do want to provide a very good service for the owners, but we also have to clarify what those services entail. And again, you have to keep doing this over and over because you could talk them to your blue in the face in the beginning. You know, you, you, people are screaming at me right now. Well, that's part of your expectations that you do got to do in the beginning. Great. I've been on those presentations where you tell them everything and everything and everything. You go back and talk to them a week later and they're like, I don't remember any part of that. Do you guys do inspections? You know, you spent 30 minutes in the presentation talking about it. And then they ask you a week later or two weeks later or two years later, do you guys even do inspections? I don't know. 
And so setting the expectations up front is required, but assume they don't remember any of that and start putting that information in front of them on a regular basis. So it just makes your life easier as a manager when you're trying to manage those expectations. So key term there, managing expectations. So you're presenting them, but you're also managing them throughout the life cycle of working with that particular owner to where these are the continued expectations. Property managers, are you looking to add more doors? If so, you're not going to want to miss the BizDev Seminar in Atlanta on January 21st at the Hilton Airport. Attendees will learn the RentWorks playbook responsible for adding more than 1,100 doors in just three years. We aren't gurus, we are the doers. And on January 21st in Atlanta, we're going to teach you how to do what we've done. Brad Larson, Scott Brady, me, Brian Hughes, Lead Simple, and Property Manager websites will all be speaking at the BizDev Seminar just to name a few. Learn actionable information that you can implement into your business immediately. We give you the roadmap. All you have to do is execute. Get your tickets for the BizDev Seminar in Atlanta on January 21st now at bizdevseminar.com. That's bizdevseminar.com. You know, you guys had some big changes go on in California. I'd like to hear your comments on this. You just had statewide rent control, right? I know this is off script and we didn't talk about it, but you know, I like to get the, the, the opinion of the California PMs to talk about what rent control is looking like. So give me a few minutes on that. I'll just give you a, a 90 second upshot on a statewide rent control, which goes into effect January 1st here in California. We're only the second state besides Oregon that will have a statewide rent control, but it only affects two units or more. So single family rentals are not affected. Uh, if you have a duplex, triplex, fourplex, or an apartment complex, you're going to be affected with a 5% annual cap on the rental increase plus cost of living increase. So cost of living is, you know, two to 3% a year. So um, that's a pretty generous rental increase that you can still put out every year. But the, the real problem is going to be the just cause eviction. That uh, goes into effect along with the rent cap. So you cannot get rid of a problem tenant uh, in California after January 1 unless they have not paid rent or repeat, they continue to uh, violate a, uh, you know, something in the lease. It's very going to be very difficult to get rid of a problem tenant. You can't just give a notice to vacate with no reason at all like you can now. Do you think this? Do you think this rent control percentage is that going to now set the market? I mean, is that going to be where everyone wants to go every year? Is if the cost of living ad adjusted is two percent, and then you can do a max of five percent? Did I catch that right? Is that now seven percent rental increase per per annum? Okay, so seven percent. So does that not does that not mean that every single investor who owns a duplex or bigger they're going to say, yeah, 7% per year. I don't care what's going on with the market. 7% per year, every single tenant, every single year. And are they setting the market that way? And so if people don't want to pay it, they let them leave and evict them or whatever. I mean, just give me some comments here. Yeah, some unsophisticated landlords that are self-managing, they may think that way, Brad. But if you've got it under professional property management, you're doing a rent analysis every year. Here in my neck of the woods, rents are not going up. They're like home prices. They're at a plateau right now. So I probably do 30 to 40 renewals a month. Maybe one or two are getting a rent increase of any kind. The rest are staying the same. Uh, the rents are not going up here. So, uh, and when rents were going up, 
they, they weren't going up much more than 5%. That's quite a bit here in the, the Bay Area. So I don't think that um, the rental cap is going to, uh, is going to uh, affect the market one way or another. It's the just cause eviction that is having landlords consider selling their rental right now and investing out of state, doing a 1031 and going to Texas or Arizona or New Mexico or Tennessee. Interesting stuff. So I appreciate that. So let's talk a little bit about your seminars because we had mentioned this kind of pre-show and I want you to give me some time on what you've been doing with some of those and how those work and just give me the whole overview of what those are working for you. Okay, great. This is, this is what I'm excited about. About uh, two years ago, I was advertising, trying a full-page ad in an apartment magazine. And because I was a, a full-page advertiser, the um, advertising rep said, hey, Mike, how would you like to speak to a group of apartment owners that meet once a month in your neck of the woods? Uh, you'll be our featured speaker. You can talk on property management. I said, I'd love to do that. So I got in front of about 100 apartment owners uh, north of me in Oakland and uh, spoke for an hour and a half on how to effectively manage their property. I just basically shared all my tricks and tools and techniques, that everything that I'd learned in two years of doing this. And here I'm speaking to self-managing landlords that have been managing their apartment for 20, 30 years. They knew way more than I did. But because I presented it in a logical, methodical way with a professional PowerPoint, they loved it. So I uh, ended up doing a number of seminars for this apartment organization, was getting no business because most of them were a bunch of cheapskates that just wanted my information. And I thought to myself, why aren't I doing these seminars for landlords of single family homes in my trade area, in my area? So um, that led me to start doing seminars 18 months ago uh, right here in my office. So I hold a two-hour seminar every 90 days. It's called the 12 Basics of Property Management. And I advertise it in my quarterly newsletter. And I'm getting anywhere from 60 to 80 landlords, most of them not doing business with me, only a handful of my uh, existing clients come to it. And uh, so they come and sit for two hours hearing a professional property manager show them how to effectively manage their property. I um, give them all the forms of my lease, my tenant handbook, my addendums. They're all available to anybody that attends the seminar. And uh, I'm showing them how to manage the, their uh, rental the right way. So uh, the... Um, you know, here's some things about the seminar. You're going, basically, what, the way I look at it, it's a listing presentation to 60 people all at one time. You're showing them just how professional you are in your uh, two-hour presentation. And at the end, you, um, you, you want to make a, a pitch for having them, for having you manage the property. Do you charge? Do you charge? Sorry to interrupt. Do you charge for this? I charge $59. The first couple seminars I did were free. And uh, those days are gone. Um, in my opinion, if I had to put a dollar value on this seminar, it would be $2,000. Because I've had some owners say, 
well, 59 bucks, if I bring a friend of mine, he owns a rental, can he come for free? I say, absolutely not. You're going to get so much information. I'm going to give you all my forms. I'm going to introduce you to handyman. Uh, you're, no, no. So it's 59 bucks. So that helps me recoup some of my advertising costs. I provide a uh, small uh, little brunch. It's from 10 to 12 in the morning. There's no breaks. And uh, they uh, have a handout that uh, I give them. It's in my office. I uh, have professional PowerPoint. And at the end of the two-hour seminar, I ask for all of them to fill out the feedback form that's, that I provide to them. I want them to give me feedback on the seminar. And on that form, they have to check boxes. Do you want the PowerPoint slides? Check this box. Do you want information on upcoming seminars? Check this box. Do you want to sit down with Mike and talk about property management? Check the box. Do you want to sit down with Tom and talk about possibly selling your home? Check the box. And then I gather all those forms, put them in a hat, and I uh, have a drawing at the end of the seminar. That way I get all the forms from the uh, people attending. So if 60 people attend my seminar, I've got 60 feedback forms. So the uh, there's, there's a lot of benefits to it. Number one, you're going to get a few, not many, but a few owners they're going to say at the end of the seminar, oh, heck, Mike, you take over my property. You manage it. There's too, there's too many moving parts. To it. And then you're also um, farming for future business. They're going to remember you. Maybe they won't do business with you now, but two or three years from now, when they're uh, tired of managing it themselves or their sons or daughters take it over, they're going to give you a call. You are um, providing education to a totally uneducated audience because landlords of rental homes they get no training whatsoever there's there's nobody teaching them how to manage their house properly and they all think they know more than they do so uh and then of course you're looking good in front of your existing customers because <laughs> when they hear when they see that you're the guy putting on seminars and they get angry at you for one reason or another um, and maybe uh, consider switching from you they're going to remember, oh gosh, these guys are the experts. They're the ones doing the seminars. We don't, we don't want to switch to another management company. Let's stick with Mike. A couple comments I want to jump in on. Educational selling. This is, this is a form of that done at a, at a high, high level. I'm loving that you're bringing this up. And so the other part of that is the stickiness that you make and create by having the one-on-one. -on -one, they see your face. They look at your eyeballs. You look at them. That creates a, a human bond to make you a little bit stickier because a lot of PMs, they want to be in the shadows. They want to be behind the scenes. They don't want to talk to owners. They don't want to visit with owners. They don't want to meet with owners. And so that makes you a little bit more sticky because you're out there every quarter doing this. So don't forget, you failed to mention this, is referrals. And you're getting indirect referrals. So you're going to get somebody that's going to call up you or Tom and say, yeah, one of my friends went to your seminar. They really liked you guys. So I'm giving you a call to potentially manage my home or sell my home or what are those things? So how long have you been doing this? That's happened, Brad. I've been doing this for 18 months. I've put on six seminars and I just can't wait. And then Brad, I want to dovetail this into a second seminar that I want to share with your listeners. I'll just take a minute to share with you my investment seminar. It's entitled, now this is a completely separate seminar it always 
follows the, it's the following Saturday after my 12 basics of property management seminar. And it's entitled, should I hold, sell, or exchange my rental? Now, this is basically a real estate investment 101 course. It's two hours long. And I'm basically presenting to the owner what their cap rate is on their current rental house. And then we're going to compare that cap rate to maybe a commercial property outside of the Bay Area or a fourplex outside of uh, uh, the Bay Area or going out of state and looking at homes in other uh, uh, areas of the country that provide a better cap rate. We talk in the seminar about the 1031 exchange. We talk about uh, what the, the timing experts are saying in terms of appreciation here in the Bay Area over the coming year or two. We talk about the pros and cons of commercial versus residential, the pros and cons of a single family home versus a townhouse or a condo. In two hours, they learn a tremendous amount about their own rental and about <coughs> uh, possibly selling it and exchanging into rentals that are gonna provide them with more monthly income. That's the bottom line, showing them that with the same amount of risk, they can be making more uh, monthly uh, cash flow from their rental. So in that seminar, I'm getting double the attendees where I might, uh, the, the last one I had in September, I had 140 attendees in my morning and afternoon session. And That's a lot. A ton of people wanting to sit down with my brother, Tom, to talk about selling their, their rental home. See here in the Bay Area, Brad, uh, you have a very low cap rate with a rental home because the value of a home here is so great compared to what you can rent it for. Um, so the cap rate is much lower than it would be in Texas or Phoenix or any other state in the country. It's right around 2%, which is horrible. Yeah, that's I'm cringing back here, 2%. So tell me about these seminars. Now, do you have these kind of packaged up or what have you done with them? Well, um, I uh, made a presentation um, at the uh, NARPM conference in Phoenix last month, and I presented uh, to about 100 uh, attendees, and I made the same offer that I want to make to your listeners. Anybody that wants my PowerPoint for these two seminars can have them for free, along with my handouts and my feedback forms. I want to make them available to uh, any property manager that um, wants to put on a seminar. Why? Because I know where, where I reap, I sow. If I can help rise the tide by providing uh, education to landlords out there through other property managers, so be it. So all somebody has to do is email me and I'll provide the uh, PowerPoint slides, no charge. All right, so let's get the email out there. Go ahead. It's Mike, M-I-K-E, at East Bay, E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-P-M-C, PeterMaryCharlie.com. Just send me an email telling me how much you like this podcast and that you'd like my uh, PowerPoint <laughs> slides for both seminars. Outstanding stuff. So do you think this is going to be the, the, the untapped resource to really start getting in front of more owners on a continual basis? Do you ever see this kind of like going away? Or is this returning back to the old school educational selling face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball that people are longing for? Kind of what do you think in long term for this? 
Well, Brad, I don't know what the old days were like because I've only been in this a few years. But uh, I just know that I, I like making the transition from just trying to sell every landlord to helping them as well as selling. So um, I'm going to continue doing it until they stop showing up. Um, I've got, uh, you know, I'm going to have a, even a, a larger seminar this uh, month than I had back in September. I'll be doing my next one in March. I've got several people that were at the NARPM conference flying in from other states just to watch the, to, to see me uh, put on the seminars so that they uh, can do it themselves when they get back home. I think that's genius. I love it. So let's recap. Mike, M-I-K-E at eastbaypmc.com. Email Mike. He's going to send you the PowerPoint and the handouts for free for both types of seminars. That's a that's a huge value add. Now, be be honest, everybody. Anytime you got a referral that needs to go to Mike, you got to give it to him. I mean, he's giving it out there for free. If you can take care of him in any other way, always want to look to do that because it's karma, right? It all comes around. And I think that's kind of why you're putting it out there for free. And I really appreciate that. So do our listeners. Yeah, that's exactly right, Brad. I'm going to ask uh, everybody that requests one for uh, just to take one or two minutes to give me a good review. Because God knows we need uh, uh, those good reviews to outweigh some of the crazies that give us the bad ones. I think that's totally fair. And I, I would challenge everybody out there to make sure they do leave your company a good review, either Yelp, Google, or wherever you ask for it, because that's, that's only fair. And you don't have to do anything weird. Don't say like you're some sort of weird owner or tenant. Just say, I really appreciate what Mike has done. I'm a fellow property management company owner out of Missouri. And I flew out there and loved his conference and seminar and all that. Just give an honest review, five star. That's all you want to do. I think that's that's genius and, and totally well-respected. One of the best techniques I ever heard was uh, from a good friend of mine out in Chicago. And the, um, and the name is leaving me, but he would get these owners on the phone, right? The owners would call up and say, I want to pick your brain because I saw your post on Bigger Pockets. I want to pick your brain for, for 20 minutes. And he says, great, I'll give you all the answers you need. I'll give you a half hour of my time. But to do that, you're going to leave me a five-star review on Google. Are you ready to do that? Yeah, yeah, I'm great. I'm good. Let's go. And so they already agreed up front before you ever gave them any sort of time that they're going to leave you a five-star review. So he asked for it up front, right, versus at the end. And I think the upfront technique is much better. So not to turn this into a story on how to get reviews, but you know what you're doing here with the seminars and offering this for free, man, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, that means a lot to all people out there. So thank you so much for doing that. You're welcome, Brad. Thanks. Property Meld is made for maintenance work automation. Property Meld will work to schedule, remind, verify completion, and follow up with your residents automatically while providing the best-in-class communication system for your ease of use, your vendors, and your tenants. Begin reducing maintenance coordination time and increasing tenant satisfaction today. Learn more at propertymeld.com. This has been a podcast episode by propertymanagementproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us feedback, and come back for our next episode.